This is exactly right. Welcome to my favorite murder, the mini-sode. That's right. That's Karen Kilgariff. And that's Georgia Hardstark's the same people every time. <laughs> it's the same intro every time. We don't change it up. We know how important mm-hmm. predictability is these days. Yep. Comforting. It's comforting to hear the exact same thing every week. It's comforting and it's empty. It's like McDonald's. Yeah. You know what it's going to taste right. like. It doesn't feed you in any way. You know, you're going to, that's feed. what we're all about. <laughs> you're going to feel a little <laughs> bit bad at the end of it, but also like comforted. Yeah. Wait, are these pickles brined in formaldehyde? <laughs> what is that? What's best? Okay. All right. What is this all right, then. made out of? I don't want to know. Oh, 500 ca- Well, okay. But that barbecue sauce, man. Might as well do it. <laughs> Get that hit. Um, you want to go first? Let's do it. Okay. This one says, just in time for Halloween. Hi, my great, 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 and then in parentheses, probably more greats, uncle, was the minister at the execution of Sarah Good. <laughs> my many greats uncle was the assistant minister in, the Salem, Massachusetts, in Salem, Massachusetts during the Salem witch trials. Arguably one of the most famous trials belonged to a woman named Sarah Good. She was one of the first three women to be executed and accused of witchcraft. Sarah was accused of cursing two young girls, the reverend's daughters, after they came home from playing and began convulsing and acting strangely. The girls accused Sarah and two other women of bewitching them, although the girls later retracted this statement. And the current theory is that the girls ate magic mushroom-like fungus, which caused the odd behavior and the convulsions. Sarah was an outspoken woman of a lower economic status after having inherited the debt of her previous husband. And because she required help from her neighbors and didn't always obey societal norms, she became a target of the church. Although she repeatedly denied guilt and the girls retracted their accusations, Sarah was sentenced to death on March 25th, 1692. In July, of 1692, Sarah, along with four other women, was hanged. Up until the last moment, Sarah loudly proclaimed her innocence. My uncle, during this time, kept trying to forcefully forcefully get Sarah to confess, but she wouldn't. Legend has it that as she walked to the gallows, she yelled to my uncle, I am no more a witch than you are a man of God, and if you take my life, God will give you blood to drink. <laughs> Whoa. That was that was the like that was the fuck you of back then. <laughs> it took so long. Like as you were yelling it out your cart. Uh, I, I'm no more a witch than you are. Th- <laughs> uh, and then it says, or I am no more a witch than you are a wizard. And if you get mm. and if you take my life, God will give you blood to drink. Either way, he died of a brain hemorrhage while choking on his own blood. Hey. I mean So stay so stay sexy and don't trust great uncles, <laughs> Madeline. We don't really hear about like people's relatives who were bad. We always hear about like my grandma was amazing or this, but it's like my uncle was kind of a dick. It yeah. Killed Let's hear it because we all have them. I mean, look, you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, she's like, 
she's taught she made this whole um email about sarah good and meanwhile her uncle is the villain yeah like i love it's that hilarious yeah well thank god uh religious fanaticism has uh, isn't a thing anymore <laughs> it's completely <laughs> disappeared goodness or we would oh, all be people aren't hiding uh, behind the cross and using yes. the lord's name in vain every gd day of their life thank goodness we don't have to drink a bucket of blood <laughs> well you're not gonna believe this one what? This is a, this is this, that too. What? Here, yeah. Here we go. You're going to read the same email. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, Listen to my version. Fired. Okay. <laughs> In honor of spooky Halloween season, of course, written out perfectly. Uh, oh, it says, hello, MFM team. In honor of spooky hello. Halloween season, I thought I would write in to tell you about my wicked New England family history. And then it says, bad joke, but not sorry. How do you say wicked and <laughs> wicked. never be sorry? <laughs> wicked the uh, musical? No, like a Bostonian. A oh, wicked. I see. Like a mm -hmm. New England. -er. Um, this is not slang. We didn't grow up with slang like that we in didn't. California. Um, while doing research on our family tree several years ago, my mom stumbled on an interesting branch where the cause of death was listed as hanging. Thinking this mm. was strange, she did some research and found out that we are actually descendants of one of the 21 people murdered for witchcraft in 1962 in Massachusetts. You, do you mean 1692? That's exactly what I mean. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> That's good news. <laughs> Although I wouldn't be that surprised. Okay. Her name was Sarah Wilds, and she was my 10 times grandmother. Fun mm. fact, my immediate grandmother's maiden name was also Wild, so the name stuck around for a while. And let me tell you, she for was... For a wild. Wild. She was... It a, stuck around for a while. Ah! Sorry. <laughs> Karen! With the puns, we've broken her spirit. <laughs> it's her own rule, and she can't abide by it. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. She was a badass. After her first husband's death, she took over their large property, managing the tractors and farm, making her own money, etc. She made no apologies for being a woman in a position of power. And as the legend goes, she wore, quote, brightly colored scarves, what? which was apparently not OK back then and pissed everyone off. Are you sure we're not talking about Steven Tyler? Because this is <laughs> I know this story. I've seen this behind the music. Uh, it's got to be uh, already envied and judged by the community. A neighbor wanted to borrow her tractor. And for whatever reason, she told them no. Uh -oh. Ultimately, her strong will was what led to her death. The neighbors reported her to authorities, accused her of witchcraft, and the town demanded she be arrested. Her son, and it's Ephraim Wilds, which is a cool name, Ephraim, happened to be the town constable and refused to arrest her, claiming his mother was a godly woman. Unfortunately, she was still taken into custody and hung on July 19th, 1692 mm -hmm. at the age of 65. And after this event, the Wilds family went north to southern Maine, where we've been ever since and where I was born. Shout out to all my Maine murderinos. Woo! Woo! I am proud to come from a long line of strong, powerful, unapologetic women instead of murderous uncles, probably. <laughs> this is the other side of the argument. That's right. Yeah. It may have been Sarah who started all the badassery. Stay sexy and research your family tree, Caitlin D. I mean, that is fascinating to find out yeah. your relative was yeah. a Salem witch, a murdered Salem witch is, gotta, or yeah. accused, That's accused, murdered woman. Amazing. It's got to imbue you with some a little bit of that chutzpah. 
Also, I would look through my parents' house for a, a secret book. Absolutely. Don't you think there's a secret book of spells I mean, somewhere? out of 21, one person had to be a witch. No, I'm just kidding. That's not true at all. <laughs> but still, <laughs> so what if they were? And there's witches a secret are good. book witches are in good the attic. Witchcraft Go up is cool. to the attic. What did you? What do you call it? Addict? Addict. Go up to the addict and look for a book. That Go up to great- the addict in your family and be like, yo. <laughs> and say, I know you have a book of spells <laughs> called <are> cocaine. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> I want to see the future. Give me some acid. Please. Let's, let's do hallucinogenics. Okay. My second email says, just begins with a simple, hi, friends. Hi. You asked for neighbor stories, and it broke a memory I'd almost entirely forgotten about. When I was 14, I was walking home from my friend Fran's house. (laughs) Little girl named Fran? Is that what you're thinking of? (laughs) Little Fran! Fran! (laughs) Little Fran Drescher. Fran! It's just a little girl that also looks like she's 58 and runs like an office. She's an office manager. Oh my god. The fucking... Little Fran. The shoulder pads on Fran. Fran, and she kind of has a tight perm. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's no muss hair because she has to get up and go every morning. That's right. And she always has lipstick on her teeth. Even yeah. though she's a little girl and shouldn't be wearing lipstick. <laughs> somehow. She's, Fran, you smell like coffee, but you're seven. Fran always okay. has Tic Tacs. That's what I love about her. I was walking home from my friend Fran's house. This is every story I, this is, this is what every story I tell sounds like. It's just me being like, anyway, I was walking home from, okay, sorry. As I rounded the corner of my street, I saw, tucked behind a hedge, a policeman fully armed with a rifle. Now, this was in Newcastle in the UK in the 90s. We did not see very many armed police around. So that's a, this is a big, uh, that's a big reveal yeah. for a story where here in America, we're just like, uh-huh. Yeah, yes. there's, there's just guns laying on the street. You just pick them people, up. People, the new thing, the new trend is just to bring an AR-15 into Subway, that's just probably- to show people you can. Um, so we're firmly placed in England. Right. Now we know for a fact where we are okay. in the world. For a split second, we just stared at each other. And then he asked, where are you going? I replied, home and pointed to my house. He hissed, go. And off I trotted. As soon as I was inside, I, of course, shouted up the stairs that there were police with guns outside. By the time my mom, dad, sister and dog had assembled upstairs to get the best view of the street, (laughs) the entire road was filled with armed police, dog handlers, police cars and flashing lights, all pointed at the house directly opposite ours. My mom, who happened to even be nosier than I am, focused her binoculars. Oh, my God. This is the best scene. The dog (laughs) is there. the, The entire family. Family gathers like it's Thanksgiving. It's the best. But to rubberneck out the window. Uh, she focused her binoculars and spotted the guy who lived over the road up a ladder in his garden, waving a gun around. But just as things were getting really interesting, a policeman with a megaphone shouted at us to get away from the window. <laughs> oh, the shame. He's like, you guys are not being cool and chill. Hey, can that family of five kind of clear the shooting area, if you would? Parents, can they make you're it not a direct fucking shot into this family, please? <laughs> you, I, I noticed that you pulled the dog into the gun sights. We'd love for all of you to actually leave can it. Can you not hold your daughter up so she can see better, please? <laughs> Screaming human shield? Yeah. Okay. We heard a lot of shouting, barking, and more shouting, and we figured that the police would be too distracted to spot us again. So we went back to gopping out the window and saw our neighbor being grappled to the ground as he pleaded for them to call off the dogs. He got carted away, and things quickly settled down. 
The next day, my mom did some local detective work slash gossiping, found out that the man over the road had a drug problem. And that day he had been tripping off his tits, thought people were coming to kill him. And sorry, he'd been tripping off his tits and thought people were coming to kill him. It's not as exciting as we'd imagined, but still the most exciting thing to happen for me in the whole of 1994. Anyway, thank you for being my favorite podcast. And that's a favorite with a you. I've been listening since the beginning and you've kept me company through the good times and bad. I guess all that remains to be said is stay sexy and don't drop acid if you have a firearm in the house. Rachel. For real. Good advice, Rachel. What happened though? Did he move back in? What happened? I want to know. Probably not. <sighs> well, I bet you he got sober and then right. got it together because that's pr- that's a pretty yeah. uh, pretty classic bottom. Sure. Getting up on a ladder with a gun in England, you're yeah. done for. Yeah. 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 Once the cops the cops get called on you legitimately, it's time to sober up. I'd say so. Yeah. Just just for a change of pace, because you've got you've gone as far down that hallway as yeah. you can. You've got your great story to tell at AA. You've got a P, yeah. you might have one of the best ones. And that's part of the, the not fun of going to AA, but it's. You know, but it's, but yeah, it's, it's part cool. of the, you know, yeah, Stories. get on top of the heap with this is how fucked up I was. Yeah. But then definitely stop before you, you harm yourself or others. That's for sure. Right. That's right. No one wants to hear that. OK, this one's called gave birth while listening to MFM. Ladies, animals, and mustaches, let's get into this. I just finished the live San Diego episodes, and when I didn't hear any of my familiar hometown stories, I knew I had to write in. It would have been a mega bummer to do live, so I get why it wasn't covered. Thank you. 17-year-old Chelsea King, a track star who loved sunflowers, was abducted on February 25th, 2010, from a park in Rancho Bernardo, a suburb of San Diego, uh, just south of Lake Hodges where she went running regularly. I couldn't find an article stating this, but I remember that she went running in this park after school one afternoon, which was a totally normal thing for her. When she didn't come home as expected, her parents went looking for her. They found her empty car in the parking lot uh, of the park she regularly ran in. And after a short search called 911 when they couldn't find her. I fucking remember this one. I was 22 when Chelsea went missing and I was working at a Starbucks in nearby Rancho Penas. And she writes, good luck pronouncing that one. (laughs) Not even offering Doesn't even give you, yeah, there's no, not even a hint? No. Okay. I vividly remember a dad from the local high school coming in frantically with missing posters and asking my manager if he could post them in the window to spread the word. Of course, she said yes. The park Chelsea was taken from was less than 10 miles from where we lived at the time and is literally down the street from where my parents live today. A few days later, police arrested 30-year-old convicted sex offender John Albert Gardner III on suspicion of rape and first-degree murder after police recovered his DNA on some of Chelsea's clothing found in Lake Hodges shortly after she went missing. Mm. Two days later, Chelsea's body was found buried in a shallow, watery grave on the shores of Lake Hodges. Gardner was also linked to, and due to a plea agreement, eventually confessed to the disappearance, rape, and murder of Amber Dubois in 2009, who Mm -hmm. he kidnapped while she was walking to her high school in Escondido, California. Mm -hmm. She was raped and stabbed to death. Gardner also admitted he grabbed Chelsea off the trail in the park and dragged her to a remote area where he raped her and strangled her to death before burying her body on the shores of Lake Hodges. So like, during the middle of the fucking day, you know, it's yeah. just so hard to 
like you wouldn't say like no don't go running today it's fucking three in the middle of the day yeah. in a park in the middle of a small small town or right, like that you do all the time it's not like yeah. remote it's so awful um my husband and i just bought our first home in escondido california a few years back they renamed the bridge that goes over lake hodges on the i-15 as chelsea king memorial bridge which i drive over many times a week i always think of chelsea and the king family when i journey over it to tag my subject line, I was induced two weeks early and was not at all ready to give birth. We had all the baby stuff since it was our second daughter. But as someone with moderate to severe anxiety, I thought I had a whole two weeks to prepare, mostly mentally, but also physically. And I was not ready when my doctor sent me to the hospital to be induced. Luckily, I knew I had my girls, Karen and Georgia, to get me through my long labor. I don't remember the specific episodes I listened to while in the hospital, but I do know that I laughed loudly along with you ladies while my husband snoozed on the shitty hospital bed slash couch slash chair thing during the day and a half before I was ready to push uh, the baby out. I acknowledge that his couch may have been uncomfortable, but I also snorted laughing when he tried to get sympathy from me about how uncomfortable his sleeping situation was. Tell that to my vagina, I said. <laughs> uh, and then she says, short story long, baby Violet was born on October 5th, 2019, and you ladies were there with me, figurative, figuratively, not literally. <laughs> Gross. And made me laugh so hard that my nurses were asking what I was listening to in my headphones. <laughs> Thanks for helping me stay sexy while I made my own murderino, Brittany and baby Violet. I love the name Violet. It's cute. It's really cute. Yeah. That's wow. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea, because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional, and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code space 80 Goodbye. Goodbye. georgia have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant like perfectly scrambled eggs oh my god yes karen and then all i want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day well you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient 
Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Okay, here's my last one. This one's a grandma email. Okay. And I won't read you the title of it. Well, hello there. Just a quick doting... You, just a quick doting. You were all amazing. Mm. I listen every chance I get, usually on my commute to work, where I look like a weirdo laughing alone in the car. Uh, this is not a hometown murder, but I heard you like grandma stories. So here's mine. My grandma Brenda is in her late eighties and fiercely independent. She doesn't want help with anything and will gladly tell you to fuck off if you do. <laughs> grandma. <laughs> oh, that's right. I can't wait to be That's a cursing it. grandma one day. Oh, wait, Dude. I don't have any kids. <laughs> a cursing, old cursing aunt. aunt. Yeah. It's, it's just so good, though. It's like at that point, and the, which is kind yeah. of where I am myself. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? You did it all. You did it. With the, with the amount of assholes we now know are in the world, yeah. why wouldn't you be if someone tries to impose their uh, will on you? It's just like, guess nah. what? Fuck you. Full of strong opinions and a no-nonsense personality, she does what she wants, and I love her for it. A few years ago, she was living with my late grandfather in a rural area of Ontario, Canada, now living with my parents in a granny suite, much to her dismay, Hmm. where she loved to... Oh, sorry, that was parenthetical. Hmm. 
where she loved to walk her dog Rocky around in the bush. One day she went for her walk and didn't come back after two hours. Usually she would be back within an hour at the latest. This worried my grandpa, so he called the police to report her missing. Within an hour of that phone call, Rocky showed up home alone. Oh, my God. Um, A search team was sent out to look for her. After four hours of searching, they found her waist deep in a swamp. What? (laughs) She'd walked into the swamp and then (gasps) continued walking, thinking she could get out, but ended up sinking and getting stuck. When (laughs) When they finally found her, they asked for her name, to which she responded, just call me stupid. (laughs) Oh, how embarrassing. Fortunately, she was okay with a mild case of hypothermia, which was treated overnight in the hospital. She has since decided to stick to the paths on her walks. I think my grandma, I thank my grandma and my mom for my true crime interest, starting from a young age watching Columbo and murder. She wrote with yes. them on sick days from school. You folks are the best. And I love laughing along to your podcast. Um, like the weird third wheel that isn't a part of the conversation. I hope <laughs> to see you live one day. We hope to see you too. Uh-huh. Stay sexy and don't walk your dog alone in a swamp. Emily. <laughs> swamp. She just was like, gotta keep going. <laughs> Brenda's like, fuck this shit. I'm not going backwards. That's this is right. the one thing I've learned There's in all my no 80 years. Back. You don't go back. You just fucking plow through. Stop complaining. And she's like, her legs are just cementing oh more and more God. into the mud. <laughs> Oh Have you ever had God. that happen where you step in mud like at the edge of a pond? Yeah. And it you sucks. it sucks. Yeah. There's like a sucking situation yeah. that happens where you get cemented in there. Oh God. And then to be like found and be like, this is so fucking embarrassing. Just uh yep, yeah, it's me. I've been standing here for four hours. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Hypothermia. Oh, that's so sad. I'm glad she was okay. I'm so glad she was okay. And I love that I just love it. Such a good story. Thank you, Emily. That was great. Okay, my last one is a neighbor story. I'm not going to read you the title. It might be one of my favorites. Okay. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. I just finished listening to Minisode 196 and was inspired to send in my Halloween neighbor story. When I was a little kid, about eight, I was traumatized at Universal Studios. Stephen can <laughs> probably relate because my cousin and I walked into the mummy experience not knowing what it was. Oh, as an eight-year-old, eight years old. Uh-huh. Turns out, it, uh, uh, turns out it was a walk through a maze where people dressed in mummy costumes scare you. No, no. one gave a shit that I was eight. From that day on, anything <laughs> remotely resembling a haunted house scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Stephen, have you been in that? Is it scary? No, that's for Halloween horror nights. But the oh. ride itself is really scary because it it's like a roller coaster and you're like, like the mummy screams at you and everything. No, I don't yeah, and you're that. in the dark. It's yeah. one of those Universal Studios roller coasters that's indoors so you're like you crust a hill the mummy like beetles come out of the mummy's eyes and then you just drop into blackness it's it's pretty is that the one i'm we're both talking about steven it's so fun i love it it's fun but it is legit scary scary, yeah okay so an eight-year-old that's terrifying oh my god Uh, no and then she says halloween was no exception when i was 10 my mom took me and my best friend trick-or-treating a few blocks down the street in the Beechwood Canyon area in Los Angeles, which we oh. know, know and love. Um, I remember there was one house she particularly she was particularly excited to take us to. When we arrived, we saw one of the most elaborate haunted house displays with flashing lights and high-end decorations. You get the idea. At the entrance of the haunted house, a man dressed as a circus ringleader uh, with a mask covering his eyes excitedly invited all the kids in, promising full-size candy bars at the end of the maze. I gave no shits about said candy bars and begged my mom not to make me go. 
My best friend had already gone through twice flaunting her delicious Milky Ways (laughs) in my face, but I refused. All caps. At this point, I was fully sobbing, screaming at my mom, please don't make me go. I don't want to go. That man scares me. My mom, getting frustrated, said to me in a loud whisper, for God's sakes, Randy, it's just Bill Pullman in a mask. (laughs) It was? It's just Bill Pullman in a mask. At that point, the circus ringleader took notice of my baby panic attack. He approached me, got down to my level and removed his mask. It was Bill fucking Pullman. No. From such movies as... Well, of course, there's While You Were Sleeping, the great Sandra Bullock rom-com with Bill Pullman, where she's supposed to be in love with Peter Gallagher, who would never be brothers with Bill Pullman in the world. (laughs) Uh, He's the hot brother. Bill Pullman's the down-to-earth furniture maker brother. It's the most romantic movie. It's about people actually falling in love. There's legit chemistry between Bullock and Pullman. Watch it today. Pullman, classic. He's like one of our great actors, unless he's Canadian. He's just great. I think he's American. I also think that he has the side looking at you out of the corner of his eye because he can't admit that he's looking at you move down Mm. of like he's not overtly shy, but there is a kind of he's stealing. He's a glance stealer. Mm -hmm. He's perfect for rom-coms in my everyday man. But there's something charming about him. There's a real pull. And they in the center, they played that perfectly where he was like, remember, he's like a cop. And then he also there's a dominatrix that like stands on his neck or whatever right <laughs> and of course that whole thing that's right and of course none other than space balls uh he's fucking incredible <laughs> in that movie as well of course all things come back to space balls <laughs> always yes. always Phil fucking pullman mm-hmm. he had the warmest smile i've ever seen and told me it's okay i'm a nice guy see it's just me and my buddies having some fun Bill Pullman didn't make me walk through the maze, but instead took me by the hand and walked me straight to the exit of the haunted house and let me take whatever full-size candy bar I wanted. Yeah, that's right. Uh Uh-huh. His friendliness gave me courage, and I ended up going through the maze three times that night. It wasn't too scary. (laughs) Growing up in L.A., you see a lot of celebrities. In my opinion, Bill Pullman is by far the nicest man in Hollywood. (laughs) Stay sexy and go watch your favorite Bill Pullman movie, Randy, with an I. Yes. I just love is... the line. For God's sakes, Randy, it's just Bill Pullman in a mask. <laughs> it's, just... <laughs> it's like my favorite Also, what line. if, you know, he said, it's just me and my friends trying to have fun. Yeah. What if the entire cast of Spaceballs was uh, inside that haunted house? Fucking Joan Rivers. And she's like, skip me to the end. I, I don't want to look at, I don't want to look at John Candy dressed like a dog. <laughs> oh my God. We're fucking, oh, it's amazing. Uh, you know, well, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, it feels like people are really people are really putting their hearts into um, Halloween this year. There just seems to be lots of real good Halloween content. Did you see the one where it is like it's like somebody made a puppet out of one of the 12 foot skeletons? No, I think it's even bigger, though, than 12 feet. No, I keep getting I cannot stop getting tagged on Instagram on those and says, show this to Karen. Show this to Karen. (laughs) Like I bet you she's already seen it. I will not start inundating her with texts of shit that she's constantly getting tagged in. I mean, you can. I won't be mad ever seeing any 12 foot skeleton. Maybe I'll do like a wrap up every day of like the one. I just want a bigger than 12 foot. I think that it I think 20 is the goal and I wish that those existed. I feel like that can be done, right? I think by next year at Men's we yeah. can be selling them on the website. <laughs> merch. <laughs> 20 foot skeleton merch. 20 foot skeleton for next year. Perfect. You think uh, that 12 foot one is good? It's bullshit. I want to hear Halloween stories of course, but I also want to see hear when you met a famous person and like what it was like and 
you know, the experience. Was it good or bad? Bad's bad would be great. Uh, Do you want to hear my Martin Sheen story right now? Definitely. You've already heard it. Oh, but it was when I was in the uh, commissary at the, on the WB lot and he walked up and tapped me on the shoulder in a packed commissary. Uh-huh. So everyone's getting lunch. Martin Sheen. I'm just standing there waiting for the other writers that I work on a show with. Uh-huh. I feel a tap on my shoulder. I turn around. It's Martin Sheen dressed as the president from West Wing. He has new he's napkins in his neck for the makeup for the makeup. Yeah. And he says, excuse me, where are the utensils? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I went, they're right there. And he just, th- he went, thank you, and walked away. I was, I'm not kidding. There were probably 80 people in that commissary at that moment, and he chose my shoulder He was hitting tap. on you. That, that old utensil <laughs> no, that old utensil line, Karen, we all know. <laughs> I should have seen it coming. Oh, my God. That's crazy. See, if you can beat that story, and I bet you can, <laughs> write in and let's hear it. Let's fucking hear it. <laughs> let's oh, fucking I love it. It's I walked challenge. into Angelina Jolie once. Uh, you like bumped into her? Yeah, when back when she was married to uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob. So it was a long time ago. I was really young. I was in the the Borders. That's was right by the um the uh um, Bev Center. Yeah, right by there. It's just walking around looking for books, and I see Billy Bob Thornton in my section. I'm like, whoa! And then I turn a corner, and we and Angelina Jolie and I fucking smack into each other. Yes. And I was like, sorry. She was there. I've never seen a face that beautiful in my fucking life she truly is hands down just the most yeah. the most beautiful hot woman of all time it was from like america a face, oops it was like a face that was like well what you can't do anything else but be an actor because that's not a face in life like that's not a that's not yeah. a like that's not a face you'd see just like at the grocery store you're too beautiful no no it's extraordinary extraordinary beauty which also is like just think for one day what it's like to walk through the world where basically as you walk in the world people turn and go like oh (laughs) like what a weird sensation that would be for you as an individual because of your beauty yeah yeah that would be she i bet she appreciated your it was a fresh experience to just get smacked into and like have the person walk away unless you did you make a noise no, it's Did like, you oh go, my God, I'm so oh. sorry. We both were like, oh, so sorry. You know, it didn't make a big deal out of it. She was so down to earth. Yeah, it was very embarrassing. But uh, yeah, she was fine. And just I was in that same borders. And this was embarrassing for me. I don't know what was I was doing, but I think I was in some section and the <laughs> I read a, a book. I can't remember what it was. And it, it made me the title made me laugh out loud. And then I just kicked the book. Because <laughs> it just was something really... It might have been like the men are from Mars yeah. or men are from Venus. Yeah. And right as that was happening, my friend came around the corner. I didn't know he was at the bookstore. Oh, and he no. was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and alone, book. <laughs> alone in an aisle, laughing at books and kicking the covers like a fucking lunatic. I love that you get so mad at like a... Properly mad at a misogynistic book that you kick it. <laughs> Yeah, I hope no. Well, one it's ever just not going to help book. anybody. It's not going to bring uh, men and women together. That books like that, where it's like we love right. women, love to make you sit in a cave, and men love to fly like eagles. Right. Here's like, where what you, are you doing? This is why you can't fang love, you old <laughs> fucking witch. This is why. Maybe if, if you, you were... just shut your mouth and <laughs> yeah. like to fly like eagles more. That's okay. Right. What this show brings out of people is passion. <laughs> <laughs> pure and fucking solid i've lost my mind i can you tell i've just been at home Me, bridger came over yesterday because uh, i hadn't seen anybody in in person in a really long time yeah so he came over and swam and then i was like oh, what if we go to cvs and get um 
Nerds Ropes. <laughs> and he was like, okay. Get what? And we drove there. Have you ever had Nerds Ropes, the candy? No. It's insane. You know, like the sour candy, how all the sour yeah, candy yeah, yeah. is crazy and there's all these different, you know, never it's, all, its own section at yeah. the drugstore. There's Nerds Ropes. Which you remember Nerds. Yes, those little of course. I tiny. love them. They're amazing. Well, they stuck a bunch of Nerds onto like this <laughs> sticky rope that's kind of like gummy yeah, licorice. Like a fruit, fruit roll up kind of, but with like... It is. Dude. It's I'd, exquisite. I'd never known. But it was like the biggest deal to get I just out. don't leave the house very yeah. much. I really don't, I don't leave the house I very much. totally understand. Well, I'm glad you got It makes go podcasting out. much more fun. Yeah. This is like our only social interaction. <laughs> Seriously, I want to tell you every story I can think of. <laughs> tell me. One, let's do a two-hour mini <laughs> One t- One time at the Beverly Connection. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of who else. I, I know I've seen famous people at all kinds of things because it, that's L.A., but then it really does happen all the time. It really it happens in the to, industry. So I feel like you kind of. But out in out in life as yes, well, there's certain parts of the city where famous people just are because that's like where they shop or that's right. You know, they're going to dip in for one second if they can get in and out easily or whatever. Yeah. So it does happen to you, you know, like, oh, there's more than so and so. But you don't make a big deal out of it unless it's someone like. It's no, a big deal. that's if you make a big deal about it, you're kind of basically saying, hey, I just moved here. Right. Totally. I just got here. I'm kind of green. Hey, I'm a total mark. This is how yeah. embarrassing. You know what? The one time. Um, what's his name from Mr. Show? Bob Odenkirk? John Ennis. John Ennis. John Ennis was the reporter. There's <laughs> they do that sketch where he's there. They show where they're keeping the workers and they're in like stalls like animals. And he goes, the stalls were filled with pee pee and poo poo. <laughs> that that line made me laugh the hardest of any there, show sketch. So like in the early 2000s, when I my friend Doug Jones was first taking me to Largo, that's like how I figured it out. And he was like obsessed with Mr. Show. We Doug and I went to El Coyote and he was there with his family. And Mm -hmm. Doug was like, I don't fucking ever do this, but I just need to tell you I'm such a fan. Like we didn't have phone cameras yet on our phone. So it wasn't like that. And it was with his family and he was the loveliest and he seemed yeah. a little stoked that he got recognized in front of his family. Absolutely. Right? Like early 2000s. Yeah. John Ennis is the kindest person in the world, the funniest person in the so world. So hilarious. And he really is one of the most talented actors I've ever seen. You see him in, um, yeah. he just was in, he just was playing a security guard in some some movie. And then when we went, oh, John Ennis. But um, he's, yeah, he's one of the best yeah. people of all time. All those guys. Totally. Okay. We really, we wrung it out this time. This is 35 minutes. What? We're almost 36 minutes. Uh, send us your stories, guys. Your who's, your whom's who. You're running into people. That stuff. All of it. Yeah. We want to know. Yeah. And also stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? <laughs>